are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Going to talk to you about some Bachelor Nation stuff, pop culture, maybe get into some sports. But I first want to say about an hour after this podcast is released, my regular Thursday podcast will be up on this Reality Steve channel. And it is with Susanna Summers, who is the creator of the Bachelor Data Instagram account. It's always a good conversation with her. The information and the data that she pulls from watching this show is unreal. I hope you follow her account. It's at Bachelor Data. Go check it out. And uh, she will be on the podcast about an hour from the time this one is released. Should be about 10 a.m. Eastern time. So please check that out. But we've got our daily roundup today, which we will get to momentarily. Don't forget, today's podcast brought to you by Organifi. Go to Organifi.com slash RealitySteve. 20% off your next order. It's a superfood blend that tastes amazing and makes it easier for anyone to choose their own health every day. And also Green Chef. Go to GreenChef.com slash RealitySteve135. Use the code RealitySteve135, and you're going to get $135 off. That's like 14 meals plus free shipping. GreenChef.com slash RealitySteve135, promo code RealitySteve135. GreenChef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So let's get started. Uh, yesterday's Daily Roundup obviously drew a lot of attention because of the content on it, which was the whole Nick, Natalie, and Katie beef, and me throwing in my two cents about it, and you know, I did, I did give it more thought, and I, and I tried to see the other side, and I just really can't. And the one thing that I didn't talk about, I talked about it in the reader emails part, but I didn't talk about overall was the Blake side of it, really where Blake Horseman came in and said Nick's a hypocrite because he has been bashing me for four years for releasing those texts about Kalen and him and his girlfriend, Natalie, read texts about Katie. And when you think about it, you know, I know people. Th there's always going to be a disagreement on this. Some people think Blake should have never released those texts regarding Kalen. I've always been on Blake's side about this. I, I definitely think he should have because what was being he was being accused of. This was right around the Me Too movement, and he had a woman on national television, a very popular show, saying that he had sex with me and tried to cover it up and didn't want me to tell anybody. That's a very, very heavy accusation to be spread on national television. And the only way that Blake could defend himself was to actually show the receipts of what really happened, and that didn't happen. He had the receipts that proved what Kalen said on that TV show was wrong. Some people disagree with that. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm with Blake on that. But in relating it to this story of Natalie and Nick and Katie, Blake released texts because he was directly accused by somebody else of something, and he said, no, that's wrong. Here are the texts that I have to prove that it's wrong. Nick and Natalie released texts about something that really didn't concern them. You know, when you think about it, because it's not like what Katie said on her live that Natalie had the issue with. Natalie's issue was, why does she keep talking about her guys? And within that was the whole Greg thing. And yes, Katie said on her live that 
she hadn't made her decision when she was down to her final three. Everyone had a chance, and she had not made up her mind yet. And yes, Nick had a text from Katie post-show while she was engaged to Blake Moynes saying, that's not what she told me after the fact. Okay, but it's just, it doesn't need, like, they didn't even need to do that. They didn't need to jump in to this battle because it's not like Katie said something on that live about Nick and accused him of something and Nick said, wait a second, Katie. You just said this about me, but I have a text from you saying this. Or Katie said something about Natalie, and Nick said, no, that's not true because Katie said this about Natalie, and here's the proof. They literally kind of just came in riding on their white horse thinking that they were going to solve something here, and it it was irrelevant. So it, you you almost can't even compare it to the Blake stuff because Blake's was way more important for him to share the text. This was just them butting their heads into something because Natalie had a stick up her ass because Katie said she didn't like Nick. That's really what it came down to. Katie said, I have Nick blocked from my phone. Okay. And the text that they read, Nick said this was the last text Katie sent me, which was obviously a long time ago. So she did have him blocked from her phone. So again, I'm still scratching my head about why they were so upset about something that didn't concern them. You know? It didn't. Katie didn't directly go after Nick. She didn't directly go after Natalie. She said something about Greg. Nick had texts in his phone that weren't really relevant to it because Katie said that to Nick after she was already an engaged woman to somebody else. I just... And you know what didn't help? Nick's girlfriend, Natalie, saying, read the text, read the text, read the text. Like, that came off about, like, she couldn't have looked any worse if she tried. That was embarrassing. You sounded like a high schooler saying, read the text, read the text, read the text, which goes to show you had an agenda the whole time. Like, they knew they were going to release the text on that. There was no mystery there. And then Nick just sitting there like, okay, you know. Sorry, that was my Nick Vile impression. But that, it it just, it, <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing about this whole situation that makes any sense to me. Natalie should not be worked up. Okay, she's worked up over the fact that Katie doesn't like her boyfriend. Oh my gosh, Natalie. If you're going to reply like that to everybody who's got a social media presence who doesn't like your boyfriend, it sounds like you're going to be responding to something every day. Because I hate to tell you this, but a lot of people hate your boyfriend. So I don't know what she's going to do going forward. And look, I don't know if Nick's going to respond to this if, you know, he's got 19 producers that work on his show that, you know, they have a five-person team, I guess, that that does that show or something. And I'm sure it'll get back to him, just like Katie's TikTok Live got back to them. If this gets back to them, all I want Nick to do is this. If Nick wants to debate this, I want Nick to debate this particular thing that I'm talking about. Him and Natalie and Katie's beef. And my opinion backed up with facts on their beef. Because I have a feeling Nick's going to come with, oh, well, Steve said some, look at the stuff Steve said in the past. That has nothing to do with this argument. I've already admitted the stuff that I did in the past. I've admitted wrongdoing. I've changed my behavior. That has nothing to do with this argument. But knowing Nick and knowing that he's, 
you know, never wrong. I have a feeling it's going to be like, oh, reality Steve calling me out. Look at all the stuff that he's done. Okay, that's not relevant to this particular argument. So if he does, you know, we'll see. I don't know if he's going to respond. I really don't. I, um, maybe he will. <laughs> uh, I, if he does, I, I, I really don't know what you can say to this. Natalie is upset that Katie won't stop talking about the men from her season, which was a year ago. Great. Your boyfriend did the same thing about the women from his season three years later. You know, sharing text messages. Nick has a hard on for Blake Horseman because Blake re- revealed those text messages he had with Kalen. And now Natalie's upset. You know, you know, it's like, Natalie, okay. And yet you sit here and read text messages that weren't nearly as relevant or important to release. And you're all giddy about it. Read the text, read the text, read the text. It's like, oh my gosh. How old are you again? Oh, wait. Moving on. Let's talk a little reality TV. Last night, Big Brother and the challenge. I mean, Let's start with Big Brother. <laughs> so it looks like they're showing a lot of what the people had an issue with in regards to Taylor. Taylor made up a lie that Paloma was coming for... Um, I'm already forgetting the name. Um, I forget his name. But, but Paloma was coming for a guy. Taylor said that. Paloma went to everybody and said, I did not do that. Everyone believed Paloma over Taylor. Michael wins POV. He takes himself off the block, and he puts Taylor there. And we see the thing with Taylor crying. Now, tonight, at the live eviction, you know, we seemingly think that Terrence and Taylor are the two people that are up on the block, and one of them is going home. But we just do not know what's going on with this backstage crew thing. Those four people, who is it? Uh, Paloma, Alyssa... Uh, Pooch and Brittany have been told all week they still have a chance to go home, but we don't know in what that means and what form that is. We do know one of them is going to be saved by the audience vote, but we don't know what it means. So there could be a swerve and Taylor isn't going, but let's just say there wasn't any swerve. I would think Taylor's gone based on everybody seemingly not liking her. And so again, I have not followed the live feeds. I don't know how serious it got behind the scenes, but you know, you rub, it's going to happen when you live with people 24 seven and you got cameras on you, you're going to rub some people the wrong way. And it seems like Taylor rubbed everybody the wrong way, but I don't know the cookout speaking out on it and all that stuff that happened and the microaggressions towards Taylor. That's, I mean, Paloma said some things that were clearly out of line. Like it seemed like she made a, a leap that either she made that leap illogically, or we just weren't shown why she made that leap in some of the things that she said about her. I mean, she did call her a bitch. Um, She did say she's not a girl's girl. Okay, but not everybody is. So I I just, again, I have not gone to the live feeds and read what's been going on, but yikes. I just, I don't get it. And it looks like Taylor's gone unless... There's some crazy twists tonight, but we're going to watch it tonight, and I'll have my uh, my feelings on who goes home and what happens on the live eviction tonight in, in tomorrow's Daily Roundup. The other thing is the challenge. Um, it was kind of funny seeing Cash and Cinco being paired together, and they literally did not show them speak until they were in the middle of that challenge, jumping on the buoys and whatnot. But it ended up not being much. I mean, Tiffany was flirting with Cinco and now Tiffany's gone. So 
I, Tyson showing his dominance is not surprising. This guy's always been a hell of a player in Survivor. And look, I know nothing about spoilers about this season of the challenge, but knowing how the challenge works, I'm going to guess that the winner, if they have one, I don't know if they have one winner, two winners, four winners, I have no idea. But my guess is that the the challenge CBS winner is going to be from Survivor. I just think they are so much more equipped for this show than people who went on a a dating show like Love Island or even who lived in a Big Brother house. Yeah, the Big Brother competitions, you know, hey, balance yourself on this thing while we throw whipped cream at you. Yeah, compare that to what they had to do yesterday. Jump on a buoy that's spinning, grab letters, fall into the water, swim back to shore, make words out of the, like, come on, it's not even close. And survivors' challenges obviously are harder than the challenges' challenges. So, I just think they're way more equipped for this show. And I'd be shocked if someone from Survivor didn't win this uh, season of the challenge. But you know who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe it'll be. Uh, maybe it will be someone from Big Brother or Love Island. But probably not. Let's be honest. In the reality TV world, this one I don't I don't get, and maybe and I'm asking for help on this one. So if you're listening, hit me up after this if you're a fan of the Kardashians. I'm I've never watched their show. I never watched it when it was on E. I haven't watched it since it's gone to Hulu. But I read the entertainment sites. I read Us Weekly, I read people, I read EW.com all the time. So I'm well aware of everything kind of going on in their lives. I'm very well aware, and I see things, and I'm like, okay, just to have an idea of what's going on in the Kardashians' world, because I do find them interesting. I just never watch the show. But I, you can't help but be impressed by people that, you know, have built an empire like they have. So I'm basically a headline reader when it comes to the Kardashians, haven't I read in the last two or three months how fed up Chloe is with Tristan? And hasn't Chloe isn't Chloe dating somebody new at this point? Isn't she dating some like a banker or a real estate guy? I, I mean, that's probably wrong. But I thought I read headlines that Chloe Kardashian moved on from Tristan, very happy, has even started dating someone else. Then yesterday the story breaks that her and Tristan are having their second baby through a surrogate? And it's due in November, or they, they wait, they started it last November, so it's due when? Soon? Or it's due in November? I Wait, what happened here? What did I miss? I thought she hated him. I thought she was moving on from him. But this has been known, or, or when they did the surrogate, when this, it was implanted into the surrogate, Chloe and, and Tristan were on good terms, but then the whole thing with the the girl, the influencer or the personal fitness person in Texas, I think. I could be getting minor details mixed up here and there. But you know who I'm talking about. The one that he hooked up with and cheated or, oh, he had a baby with her. Oh, jeez, I forgot. Yeah. After that story broke, that's when Chloe was like, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. But so is that it? Is that, yeah, she might be done with him, but she said that after they had already gone down this road of, we're having baby number two through a surrogate. So maybe that's it. I might have just answered my own question. But 
I know I've seen headlines recently where Chloe said, I want nothing to do with him anymore and I'm I'm dating and I'm happy. But then again, why would she say that if she knew that she had a baby number two coming with him? Because that's happened within the last three months that I, I know I've seen those headlines. So I'm I'm flummoxed. That's a good word, flummoxed. You should use that more often in your vocabulary. I'm really flummoxed as to what the hell is going on with with this, and I, I don't understand it because I could have sworn she swore off Tristan after his numerous times he's cheated on her. And not only did he cheat on her this time, he impregnated somebody else and she had a baby with him. So I don't get it. Anyway, I want to end on this. This is a sports take. And it involves golf. So I may have lost 95% of my audience just now. But you probably want to stick around because you want to hear the song at the end of the the podcast. You got to love the rave-ups, man. You got to love the rave-ups. That song is called Rave Up, Shut Up. It'll be the song for the Daily Roundup podcast. And I contacted, just like I did five and a half years ago when I wanted to use the other song for my other podcast, I contacted the lead singer of the Rave Ups. I emailed him. I said, big fan. I've always loved your music. I've always loved this song. Pretty in Pink is one of my all-time favorite movies. Can I use this? I'm starting a podcast. Can I use this? And he said, sure. You know, just credit it correctly, which I always have. And same thing um, when I started the Daily Roundup podcast, I emailed him on Sunday. And said, hey, I'm starting a second podcast. Don't even remember me. You gave me permission to use your other song five and a half years ago. I want to use Rave Up, Shut Up for my daily podcast. And he's like, go ahead and use it. Just, you know, continue crediting. And um, so, yeah, it's been really cool. Anyway, my golf take is this. I'm sure you're seeing this battle between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. Uh, I just, this is so, I'm probably going to lose a lot of you here. But if you're into golf, Listen to this. The fact that these live tour players, these guys that have jumped ship, have gone over to the live tour, but just can't admit it's about the money is what's bothering me. I get why players have done it. If you're 38 years old, you're late 30s, early 40s, and you can't compete on the PGA Tour anymore, and you're guaranteed money to go to another tour to play less events and less holes in each tournament, and you only have to play 54 holes a tournament, and there's only eight tournaments here. Next year, there's going to be 12 or 14. But you know what I'm saying. That's a third of the schedule and a quarter less holes to play. And you have guaranteed money. It doesn't matter. There are no cuts. You can't, because I don't know if you know this, when you play on the PGA Tour, when you watch a PGA Tour event, if the guys don't make it to Saturday or Sunday, they don't make any money that weekend. They get cut, you don't make any money. The Live Tour is, you. once you're on that tour, you're making money. You have a signing bonus and every tour has no cuts. The thing is, every single player is like, oh, we're doing it to grow the game, and I think this is good for the game. It's all bullshit. It's such a lie, because here's the reason why it's a lie. If the Live Tour had the same exact event, did their own events, but it was on the same weekend as all PGA Tour events. Let's say the PGA Tour has 35 events next year, and the Live Tour said, we're doing 35 events next year, and we're doing it on the same weekends that the PGA Tour does. Every single weekend the PGA Tour has an event, we're going to have an event. But ours are going to be the same exact price, same exact payouts. We're just going to mimic what the PGA Tour does, but we're going to just start our own. Exactly zero of those guys, Bryson, Brooks, 
the other ones, <laughs> Patrick Reed, they would never have jumped because it'd be, be like, well, why would I go to another tour to make the same money? So this only proves it's about money. But yet they can't admit that. Like, that's the biggest issue I have with this. I don't understand why these golfers just won't say, yeah, I'm doing it for the money. Quit feeding me this BS that you're doing it because it's growing the game. It's not growing the game. There's nothing about it that's growing the game. It doesn't even have a television contract. You have to go online to watch it. There's music playing on the holes. This isn't golf. It's a joke. And none of them would do it if <laughs> if the payouts were exactly the same as the PGA Tour. They wouldn't. So, anyway, um, thank you all for listening. That'll do it for today's Daily Roundup. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast at the very beginning, today's podcast with Susanna Summers from Bachelor Data Instagram account will be up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See you.